serving fans throughout the Midwest and even more around the world. This is the Show Me Sports Network. The following is an exclusive broadcast property presentation of the Show Me Sports Network and is a high-fidelity, all-digital broadcast. This broadcast is copyrighted by the Show Me Sports Network for the private use of our audience. Any other use of this broadcast without the Show Me Sports Network's written consent is prohibited. It's time for Area High School Softball on the Show Me Sports Network. This is the Area High School pregame show on the exclusive home for Area High School Softball, the Show Me Sports Network. We'll recap last game's highlights, set the stage for first pitch, all while we get set to bring you the exciting play-by-play action of Area High School Softball. The biggest and absolute best coverage in mid-Missouri is on the air as the Show Me Sports Network broadcast crew are ready in the broadcast booth. Exclusive pregame coverage of Area High School Softball is brought to you by... Avon with Michelle Carty, Boone County Journal, Centurion Cares, Eddie Goodell Society, Han Custom Laser Engraving, LLC, Last Sentinel Firearms, Retrieving Freedom, Sawdust Studios, and Zealous WBGT. The excitement is building in the stands, and the tension is rising in the dugout as first pitch is just around the corner. You're listening to exclusive coverage of area high school softball on the Show Me Sports Network. Now let's go live to the field of the Show Me Sports Network broadcast booth. Happy Saturday morning, everyone. Welcome in to our second game of the Hallsville Invitational. And we are getting right into action immediately as Salisbury is at the plate in the top of the first inning. Sorry for getting us on air late. We're doing a whole lot of mixing and matching with so many games taking place this afternoon. But regardless, he just missed one batter, King for Salisbury, grounding out on a bunt to start the game. And now Camry Weckenberg is in with nobody on and one out in the top of the first inning. Thanks so much for spending your Saturday with us on the Show Me Sports Network. I'm Ben Schmidt, joined by Cam Payne for this entire broadcast between Van Fowler and Salisbury. This next pitch is swung on and fouled back, so Weckenberg is in a two-ball, two-strike count. She's batting second and playing third day for Salisbury, who's the away team in this tournament matchup. Get you a little bit more details about the tournament here in a moment. Here comes Jensen, two ball and two strike delivery. Right-hander is back in the circle. The pitch will skip in there low, and now we've run full. So this is still the first round. The second game's being played as just about an hour or so ago. Hallsville defeated Harrisburg, and Westran, excuse me, New Bloomfield defeated Westran. So now we've got two more games, winners advancing losers going to the consolation bracket here comes the 3-2 pitch this one popped high on the infield second baseman for Van Farr going out and making the catch will be Kayla Heaton for out number two so two up two down for the pitcher Jensen and off to a good starts for the Salisbury right-hander Cameron I'll welcome you in now for the first time and uh if the, my game that I was calling, the Hallsville one was a blood but you experienced a pretty good one a uh, a, a close game that went uh uh, over six innings, and hopefully we get another good contest here today in the second game between Salisbury and Van Farr. First pitch outside a ball to Tory Ricketts. It did. Uh, it did go six innings. MVP of that game was Peyton Thomas. She had ten strikeouts from New Bloomfield, so she showed she was an ace on the circle for them. 
1-0 pitch is going to be swung on and fouled back. So now 1-1 one one on Tory Ricketts. King and Weckenberg both being retired here to start this top of the first inning. Van Farr batting at the plate. Back on the circle now is Jensen. Right-hander rocks and winds that right arm and then delivers one that misses outside. So now we're at a two-ball, one-strike count on Ricketts. Julius Sloan waits on deck. Two batters down, two outs, looking to get a 1-2-3 inning. 2-1 pitch is going to be delivered, and that will make it a three-ball, one-strike count on Ricketts. So in danger, uh, Jensen is putting on her first Salisbury batter of the game. This one will miss outside, and that's a walk to Ricketts, so she'll trot on down to first base. Nice at bat there. She did not really chase anything uh, on some of those close pitches. Good eye by the batter, especially on that last pitch. She didn't chase it to outside the zone. So good eye by the batter. So now in stepping in, the left-handed hitting catcher, Julius Sloan, will bat with a runner on first base and two outs. And here comes the right-hander's first delivery. Runners going, pitch is going to be in there. Throw down is going to be late, so it's stolen base for Ricketts. Now a runner in Ricketts. scoring position for Salisbury Ricketts with two outs. Ricketts the Jets on the baseline. She got there in a hurry. Tough throw. So we'll see how that could come back to affect Jensen and this Van Farr team. One ball and no strikes. It was a ball on that play. This one grounded foul. So now it is one ball and one strike. I believe I said the pitch was in there on the stolen base, but it actually did miss. So it's now one ball and one strike after the foul. Jensen looking to rebound and get out of this inning scoreless. Wilburn back behind the plate has been putting down the signs and has put down some good wins so far. No runs allowed and just the one base runner on the walk. Next pitch is popped up left side. Third baseman coming in and making the catch will be Shelton for out number three. And the pop-up ends the inning. Nicely done by Jensen. Go to the bottom of the first inning. Van Farr coming to the plate. We'll be right back on the Show Me Sports Network. In today's world, injury prevention is at the top of everyone's list. However, heat-related occurrences get routinely overlooked. Zealous WBGT puts that front and center. By using cutting-edge formulas and technology, Zealous WBGT streamlines and simplifies obtaining and documenting wet bulb globe temperature readings. With a simple touch of a button, you can check WBGT anywhere in the world. Receiving alerts when the WBGT goes over the threshold you select. Join the stress-free way to protect student-athletes, employees, and overall operations from extreme heat by downloading the free Zealous WBGT app today. Save time, save money, save lives with Zealous WBGT. Creating custom, handcrafted woodworking projects has never been easier. Become a member of Sawdust Studios and enjoy 24-7 access to a woodworker's paradise. Outfit with industry-leading, professional-grade tools, Sawdust Studios offers endless woodworking possibilities. Don't have woodworking experience? No problem, as Sawdust Studios offers affordable classes from a community of woodworkers, experienced designers, and master craftsmen. Youth classes are also offered for those junior woodworkers. For more information, search Sawdust Studios on Facebook or find them online at Sawdust Sawdust247.com. Sawdust Studios, your community woodshop. Headed to the bottom of the first inning on the Show Me Sports Network, Ben Schmidt campaign bringing you this 9.30 a.m. matchup between Van Farr and Salisbury. Winner moving on to take on the winner of Southern Boone and Sturgeon, which is happening on the other field. Thanks so much for spending your Saturday with us. 
I'm sure you're looking to see some offense here in this one after seeing only three runs in your last game while Justin and I saw ten. I mean, I, I love softball, offense, defense, you name it. I love watching it all. It's just a treat to be out here on a Saturday morning watching some high school softball. Absolutely, and we have been given some really good weather. The nice breeze is really nice, too. I mean, the sun's out, so it's going to get hot here at some point, but the breeze yeah. is, is certainly nice. I and hopefully, say, Missouri, great softball state. Um, the Tigers down the road in Columbia are always good. You're looking to have a good uh, season in the spring. High school softball is always a treat in this state. Great players, great teams, great coaches. So Jaden Howard taking the mound for Salisbury. First pitch is going to be upstairs, a ball 1-0 to Carmen Wilburn. Excuse me, not for Salisbury, Van Farr. Salisbury is at the plate. So no, or one ball and no strikes on Carmen Wilburn. The catcher leads things off. This one is in there, a called strikes now, or even at one and one. Good, good pitch for Howard to get up and tie the count back into a one-one count. She's a senior at Salisbury. One ball and one strike pitch coming. It swung on a miss, is out in front of it. So a nice delivery there from Howard of Salisbury. She gets the swing and miss to make it one and two and get ahead of her first count. Is a swing and miss. Is a swing and miss by Wilborn there. Here comes the one-two delivery, misses upstairs. So now we're at two balls and two strikes on Wilburn. It's Madeline Caldwell on deck, and then the pitcher, Mara Jensen, to follow. Jensen at a scoreless top of the first inning to get this ball game underway. Now Howard trying to match that. Two-two pitch on the way. That one also upstairs, back-to-back -back misses, and that has run this count full. Wilburn with good eye so far, able to get the, get the full count. Really anybody's game when it comes to a full count if you're a pitcher or a batter. You're just focusing on the next pitch. Three balls, two strikes. This one upstairs, and that's a leadoff walk as Wilburn works it all the way back from 1-2 to a walk, and she will go down to first base to start this ball game. Leadoff base runner against the pitcher, Howard, and Van Farr is in business here early. Great eye by Wilburn there. She saw the ball four, just took it and got the first base. Now they got a runner on for Van Farr. So we'll see what Madeline Caldwell can do stepping in. The shortstop hitting at the very front of uh, the batter's box. Here's the delivery. Bunch shown. Pulled back. Runner's going to try and steal. The throw down is going to skip in there and it's late. So a stolen base for Wilburn and a runner in scoring position for Van Farr with nobody out in the first. Good job by Wilburn there to pick up the Jets. Looked like she was going to get beat by the throw, but again, misfire by the catcher there. Caldwell did get a called strike on her on that pitch. We'll see if she tries to show Bunt maybe move that runner up to third base. Here comes the left-handed Swinging arm of Howard. Bunt is shown and it's fouled off. So now it's going to move to 0-2 on Caldwell. And we'll see if Van Farr still wants to put the try and put the bunt down in a two-strike count. Interesting strategy I noticed from some of these teams here. First game, too. Um, trying to advance the runner with bunts. Um, that, that's been pre that was prevalent in the first game with a new uh, Bloomfield and Westran. So back into the box now is the shortstop Caldwell. She's behind no balls and two strikes. Runner off a second base. That's Woolburn. Here's the delivery. Just missed outside. Called ball one to make it one ball and two strikes. We're currently positioned on the first base side, so it's a little hard to tell how close that actually was to catching the outside. Brave by the batter, though, not the swing. Yeah, it looked close from here. So now we'll do one ball, two strike. Here's the pitch. Swung on a miss as Caldwell was out in front of it, so she's retired. The first strikeout for other si either side comes with one out in the first, and the runner will have to stay put at second base, and that'll bring up Jensen. I've been there. It's just a tough swing and a miss. You just got to bounce back, play some defense, and then...
when you get back up to the plate again, just hit a ball. So Mara Jensen will step in, the pitcher for Van Farr, and she will take a called strike, nabs the outside corner to make it 0-1. This inning started with a Carmen Wilburn 3-2 walk. She then stole second base and was situated there when nobody out, but Caldwell just struck out for the first out of the bottom of the first inning. Into the windup goes Howard. Here's your delivery. Just missed outside. We're even a ball and a strike. We're into the second. Two games taking place here at the Hallsville Invitational. Both Hallsville and New Bloomfield advancing in the 8 a.m. games. Now we're into the 9.30s. Got underway just a tad late. 1-1 pitch coming. Misses outside. Now 2-1 on Jensen. Haley Lowry, the center fielder, waits on deck for Van Farr. I love the pitcher versus pitcher matchup. It's always a little chess match at the plate when that happens. Here comes the 2-1 delivery. Swung on a miss as Jensen was late on that one. Looked like Howard came with a heat. And that'll even things up at a two-ball, two-strike count. Would be a big bounce back here if Howard can retire back-to-back -back batters after Van Farr immediately threatened by putting a runner in scoring position. Here's the 2-2 pitch, and it's fouled off. Just catching a piece of that one was Jensen as she was out in front of it. But she stays alive, and that's all you can do, so we'll do the 2-2 again. It's a late swing, get a foul tip. Luckily, though, went right over to catcher's head towards the backstop. Runner at second base, that's Woolburn. And now... The left-hander, Howard, will take a long look into the catcher, Sloan, and here's the 2-2 pitch. Swung on and just caught a piece of it to foul it back, and that'll keep things once again at 2-2. Two two. Nice at-bat being worked here by Mara Jensen, the pitcher and number three hitter for Van Farr. You bring up a great point, Ben. It's a long tournament day. Making the pitcher work in the early games is kind of bad. It's bad for your team. 2-2 pitch, swung on a miss as Jensen chased the high heat. And that is the second straight strikeout swinging recorded by Howard. She's got back-to-back -back Van Farr hitters retired. And the Salisbury left-hander is one out away from getting out of this first scoreless. Howard's gotten both outs for Salisbury here. Haley Lowry into the box. Right-handed hitting center fielder will take a ball high, 1-0. Just joining us, Ben Schmidt and Cam Payne. Bringing you this second set of games at the Hallsville Invitational. Myself, Cam, Blake, and Justin will have coverage of this tournament all day long here on the Show Me Sports Network. 1-0 pitch is called strike to Lowry. We're even a ball and a strike. Lowry, senior at Van Farr. Winner of this game will move on to the winner's side of the bracket. Meanwhile, the loser goes to the consolation side. One ball, one strike on Lowry. Runner at second. Two out, 0-0 zero, zero ball game. And she's out in front here. Swings and misses to make it one and two. The other game going on at the same time, Southern Boone and Sturgeon. So that will determine the matchup for the 12-30 games. So the two, one ball and two strikes to Lowry. Howard looking for her third straight punch out, and she will not get it on this one as it misses way upstairs to even things two and two. She's had to work into some deep counts. Howard has, went 3-2 and lost Wilburn to a walk, was in a 2-2 battle with Jensen last at bat, and is in another 2-2 one here with Lowry looking to retire here right here for out number three. And she will have to lay to East one more pitch as they want Mrs. Lowe to run at 3-2. to two. So some good patience being shown yep. in this inning by the Van Farr hitters. And although they only have one base runner to throw to show for it, forced Howard to throw a lot of pitches. So here comes the 3-2 delivery to Lowry. It is swung on and missed for strike three. And that will end the inning. Three straight Ks as Howard bounces back to retire the three that she needed and Jaden Howard will send us to the second still scoreless don't go anywhere we'll be right back on the show me sports network
Hi, I'm retired Army Sergeant Trent Dirks, and I want to tell you about an organization that saved and changed my life forever. Retrieving Freedom provides highly trained service dogs to veterans with disabilities and children with autism absolutely free of charge, thanks to the generous donations and support from people just like you. Experts from Retrieving Freedom help throughout the entire process from fostering programs through service dog placement. Retrieving Freedom gave me the skilled service dog, Tracer, who has been my best friend in my lifeline. To find out more about how you can get involved, volunteer, foster, or to donate, visit their website, retrievingfreedom.org. Retrieving Freedom, changing lives through the training and placement of service dogs for veterans with disabilities and children with autism. To the second inning we go on the Show Me Sports Network. The pitching was great in the first inning, and we'll see if it continues in the second. Ben Schmidt campaign. Happy to have you joining us on this Saturday morning as we head towards the end of August. And coming back up to the play will be Salisbury looking to get us on the board first. Beautiful day for softball here. Not Absolutely. A, not really clouds in the sky, nice and sunny. Should warm up here later today. Yeah, I will say, I think when we kicked off the first set of games at 8, if I could have kept it at that temperature, I think that's what I'd pick. There's still a nice breeze going on, but it's certainly hotter than it was about two hours ago when we first started this day. So a long, a long day of softball ahead. It already feels like we've been going for yeah. a while, and it's probably, what, by the time we get to the championship of this thing, maybe six hours from yeah. now, it'll to be a long but very fun day of softball. You kind of got a feel for the teams in the home jerseys because they're wearing some dark colors right now. Van yeah. Farr and uh, black tops with some yellow lighting, and they got white britches on, though, with some uh, black socks. Salisbury in all black uniforms with the purple socks, black britches, black tops. So coming to the play will be the middle of the order for Salisbury. 5-6-7, Addie Wales, Jaden Howard, and Kaysen Carter. One base runner reached on a walk. That was Ricketts in the first. Actually, so far in, in each of the two teams' first trips to the plates, they each had one base runner reach as this one a bunt but missed by Wills 0-1. They each had a walk, stole a base, but then were left stranded at second. And that's how we are scoreless 0-0 top of the second inning. Didn't see about what time this game would be underway, but decently long first inning. I mean, you, you, your game had to reach the time limit, so yep. we may be in for another one of those if this continues. Next pitch, line to left field, and that's going to get through for a base hit, hit for Wales. That one found the gap in between third and short, and Wales is now on to lead off the second inning. Perfect. Uh, I couldn't say it best. Like you said, found the soft spot, found the gap, dropped right in front of the fielder. A little different when you're playing on a baseball field as opposed to a regular softball field. Outfield playing very shallow, especially Ang Hoffman in left field for Van Farr. She, at least for a second ago, had two feet on the dirt. First pitch misses way upstairs to the lefty hitting pitcher, Jaden Howard. So it's 1-0 on her with Wales leading off the first base. Yeah, right fielder as well. Gay is has that right foot on the dirt. So they are they are playing way in. 0-1 pitch, excuse me, 1-0 pitch coming, misses upstairs. So now 2-0 on Howard, who's taken two that have missed up. I will say the looks look deceiving. They may look like they're playing in a little bit, but yeah, a baseball in feels typically a little bit longer than a softball. This next pitch, that one will not find the zone. It's now 3-0, and and I think this field is just a, a bit different than the other one that is being played on. I don't think the infield extends quite as far 
I believe everyone at that one is in the true outfield. Upstairs, and it's a four-pitch walk to Howard, and back-to-back have reached to start the second inning. So Salisbury in business with two on and nobody out against Jensen after getting a single and a walk. And now Kaysen Carter, the first baseman, will come to the plate looking to do some damage. Looks like we're going to have a runner for Howard, the pitcher. So we're going to see who that is in just a moment. Number six for Salisbury coming on out to run. Looks like that is going to be, as I flip to the correct page of my roster, that's going to be Addison Schiltz. Addison Schiltz. Misses low. No, that catches at the knees. Looked like it was below the knees, but it catches it. So now 0-1 on Kaysen Carter. Bats with two on and no out. Addison Schultz is a sophomore. She's currently the runner on first base. Pitch running. No balls and a strike. Here's the delivery. That one does miss low. So now we're even one and one on Carter. Nolk waits on deck. Salisbury looking to be the first team to get on the board. They've put two on with nobody out. Each team has put in some runners on. Next pitch hit in the air with a right field, but right at the right fielder, Gay, who only has to go back a couple of steps. Runner's going to tag. Here comes the throw to third. It's a good one, but just ahead of it is the base runner, Wales, and she's in there with a slide. So a productive out there for Carter is although she is retired, she advances both runners who tag up and move to second and third. And right field, Gay really showed off the arm there, getting it towards third. You got a tag in the coming time, but better keep that in mind. Throwing to the plate soon. So Taylor Noak steps in with one out, runners on second and third. A ball in play could get Salisbury on the board. Jensen's going to have to really work around that. Bunt is shown, but it's pulled back, and that is a called strike 0-1 now on the left fielder. First baseman for Van Farr Woodall is pretty pretty far in in front of the first base bag, about a third of the way in, I would say. No balls and a strike coming. Bunch showed again and pulled back again. This one, unlike the first pitch, will miss outside those. So we're even a ball and a strike. Interesting you say that because third base has not really come in. More at the baseline, more by third base. I wonder if that's a coaching strategy at all. 1-1 one, one pitch. Swung on a miss as Nolk was out in front of that one. Swung over it. And it's now one ball and two strikes. So a big pitch up coming. Could determine whether or not Salisbury gets on the board first. If Jensen can strike out Nolk here, she's put herself in a position to get out of this. We'll see if Nolk can put it in play. 1-2, she does put it in play. It's a ground ball to first, and it'll be one play, and that's to take it to the bag. So Wales will come in to score, and an RBI ground out for Nolk makes this a 1-0 Salisbury lead. First baseman Woodall thought about it, but then decided to take the sure out, and a run comes across. It's a tough play for Woodall because if you don't beat the throw home, you got... A runner on first base, and you only got one out still. It was smarter for her to get the out. Yes, you give a run, but you get an out, and you're closer to getting out of the inning. Kate Cotman in. Runner does go to third. That's the pinch runner. Bunt put down. It's a good one up the first baseline. The throw to first is not in time, and it beating it out is Cotman, and another run will come in to score. Beautifully executed bunt, and she beats that one out as it rolled up the first baseline. It looks really close. I thought it was going to be an out. We had a pretty good angle here on the first base line, but called safe. So Bunt single, the second hit of the inning, and it brings home the second run of the inning. Credit the RBI to Kate Cotman, and Salisbury is now up 2 to nothing as we go back to the top of the order in King. King grounded out to get this game started. Here's the first pitch to her. She shows Bunt, but then misses. Runner's going to try and go to second, and in there ahead with the slide is Cotman. She's now in scoring position with the stolen base. Cotman showing some wheels on the baseline, kind of looking like Jetta Laird at Mizzou, just speed. So 
Couple big plays the last couple of batters. Nolk with the RBI ground out, then Cotman with the RBI infield single on the bunts. It's now two to nothing. Next pitch, bunt shown missed again as King has now been 0 for two on bunt attempts in this at bat, and she's now in an 0-2 count. Wilborn looked ready to throw for third, but Cotman didn't want to test and go to third. I don't blame her. No balls and two strikes. Jensen to looking to get out of this top of the second inning. Here's the right-hander's pitch. That bounce in there and gets away. So moving up to third will be Cotman. And now a runner 90 feet. Actually, not 90 feet away. This isn't baseball. Less than 90 feet away. The third runner of the game in a 1-2 count up coming to King. It's tough there. It just a wild pitch got away from the pitcher there. One ball, two strikes. Jensen looks in to catcher Wilburn behind the plate. She sets this one, pops right side, and that will head over the dugout. Foul ball goes over all of us. That reminds me, you guys had a foul ball in the yep. first game that came all the way over, and we had our set up at the other field. It landed about from, from me the distance to one of the fans right here. I mean, there was we, also a foul ball that went into concessions. 0-2 pitch bounces. Excuse me, 1-2 pitch bounces, so it's now 2-2. Two two. Yeah, that foul ball reminded me to say, like, yeah, you guys almost hit us from all the way over here, so you don't see that too often. 2-2 two, two count. Anybody's count right now. King back in. She's 0 for 1. Here's the pitch. That one upstairs. A good take there. It's now a full count. Runner still at third base in Cotman. She reached on a bunt single, drove in a run just a moment ago, and now she's at third base. She went to second on a steal, and then on a wild pitch moved up to third. Three balls, two strikes, and two outs. Here's the pitch to King. She lines it right side, and the first baseman, Woodall, will make the catch. Nice play by Woodall there. She three. read it clearly. So retired is King for the second time, and that ends the inning. But not before Salisbury puts some runs on the board. They push across two, and will send it to the bottom of the second with the lead. We'll be right back on the Show Me Sports Network. Last Sentinel Firearms is your federally licensed and registered Type 7 FFL manufacturer dealer in Missouri, providing quality products to all types of sports enthusiasts, law enforcement, and individuals across the nation. Orders are currently being fulfilled offering custom-built pistols and rifles from the AR platform made right here in Missouri. Visit their website at lastsentinelfirearms.com or call them at 417-684-7202 to find out what they've got for you. Last Sentinel Firearms, you are your last line of defense. Bottom of the second inning now on the Show Me Sports Network. Van Farr and Salisbury meeting up in the Hallsville Invitational. Double elimination tournament today. Eight teams participating, so... Even if you lose this first game, not the end of the day for you, but certainly a much harder harder path. And right now the team on the losing end is Van Farr, who's about to come to the dish, trailing 2 to nothing in the bottom of the second inning. And they're about to face a pitcher in Jaden Howard that struck out the last three batters she faced in the first. She was really on her game. She was. Another thing to note about this tournament is an hour and 15 minute on time, uh, time went on games. That's not the championship game. We started at about 9.50 or so, so we're just coming up on about 30 minutes. There's still plenty of time left in this game, but maybe something like like you mentioned to think about as you get maybe into the fourth or fifth inning. Once you get an hour in, you got to have urgency if you're down. 
And I honestly, yeah, we have no idea if that's something that the players and coaches actually are aware of in the in the dugout. But regardless, certainly something to watch. Regardless, Delana Gay will lead off the bottom of the second inning, and she will swing and miss through a pitch at the top of the strike zone. 0-1-1, 5-6-7 in the order for Van Farr, Gay, Woodall, and Ang Hoffman facing the left-handed pitching Howard. One thing I noticed, you got one glove on one hand, one on not on the other. Maybe a little superstitious. No, probably. Oh, and one pitch coming, and it's fouled. Catcher never saw it. Otherwise, she might have had to play it and out there. But Salone just didn't know where it went, so it's going to drop down and make it 0-2. That thing hung in the air for a while. I think if she sees that right off the bat, we may be looking at out number one. Yep. Um, good hustle by the pitcher and third baseman, though. We'll see if that comes back to hurt Howard and the rest of the Salisbury team in the field. If Gay can find a new life after being gifted another pitch. No balls and two strikes. Catcher Sloan sets the signs. Here's the pitch, and that one will miss top of the zone, one and two. That was a good eye. She had a high pitch close to the zone, but got herself a ball. One ball, two strikes, nobody on and nobody out as we just got underway in the bottom of the second inning. Salisbury leading 2-0. Next pitch, ring him up, called strike three as that's four straight Ks for Howard, and the Salisbury pitcher has really got the stuff working. Her first backwards K comes for the first out of the second. I think Jaden Howard saw uh, Peyton Thomas pitch in that first game against New Bloomfield because he said, I can strike out some batters too. Renee Woodall now steps in, first baseman and right-handed hitter. Light wave of the bat over the back shoulder, and here's the first pitch to her, a called strike. Yeah, it seems like in this one that it will be no problem to find some pitching. Um, I think I believe the starter in, in your guys' game went eight or ten strikeouts. Starter for Hallsville went eight strikeouts in four innings. So I, I think we're going to see a lot of cases out today. Next pitch fouled up. That's over all of us and out of play. So very quickly, 0-2 on the number six hitter, Woodall. One thing I learned about mid-Missouri softball, there is no shorthand of pitching in these high schools. They got good pitchers. Left-hander, rocks, winds the arm, and delivers the 0-2, and that one will miss up. Seems like when she has gotten ahead in a, in a two-strike count, she goes with that rise ball top of yep. the zone to try and get hitters to chase. Not a ton of it yet, but I would assume if hitters start pressing later on in this ballgame, that may be a pitch she gets for a strikeout. It's a great strategy, too. One-two pitch on the way. This one fouled right back to us, and it hits off the cage. Nice play, foot for me. Yeah, I should have got the glove and went down to get it. <laughs> We'll say it's easier when it's on the ground. Like, if it was in the air, I probably would have flinched right there. But it was on the ground, so I just stayed put. I've also called so much baseball over the last two months. I've finally mastered the art of not flinching when there's just a cage that's there to protect me. One ball and two strikes pitch upstairs. And another good take there by Woodall. She's starting to work a decent count here. A decent count. It's 2-2 two -two count. Still a pitcher's count. You got a couple, you got a couple pitches you can work with, though. Here comes the lefty's delivery. This pitch is hit in the air well to left field. Going back at the wall and making a nice wow. over-the-head catch is Nolk just in front of the left field wall. That's one heck of a play by the left fielder of Salisbury. And that was a ball off the bat that looked like for the Van Farr first baseman was going to do some damage. That was a great play over in left field. Like, like you said, it looked like it was going to do some damage, but nope. Good so that, play at the wall. That'll be the second out of the inning. And the Salisbury defenders are big fans of it. And now McKenna Ang Hoffman, the left fielder, will step in as the number seven hitter to face Howard. First pitch is swung through upstairs. No balls and a strike now. One thing to know, though, when you hit a ball that deep, yes, it didn't work out for you, 
but you got solid contact, and that's going to bring some confidence up for your bats. No ball and one strike pitch coming. Lefty-righty matchup. And here comes the delivery. Bunt shown, and it is fouled as that one was way up and kind of a just offensive bunt there by Ang Hoffman as she saw that one coming up towards her head. Was kind of defensive there and actually went to the ground, made contact. She's holding her, looks like her rib area. I don't think that felt too good. She's still holding it, but she's going to stay in the batter's box. It's a good way to show She's showing some toughness and some grit. Kind of had to jolt out of the way, so... No balls and two strikes. Here's the delivery, and it misses outside one and two. Howard looking for her fifth strikeout in just two innings. She had three straight to end the first and then one to open the second. Got some O from her defense on a flyout just a moment ago. We'll do the old one-two pitch on the way. Swung on and missed, and that will end the inning on the strikeout swinging the fifth Strikeout recorded by Jaden Howard in her two scoreless innings of work. So we'll head to the third now. So far, Salisbury out in front, two to nothing. We'll be right back on the Show Me Sports Network. Since 2018, Han Custom Laser Engraving LLC has been specializing in all things custom, using large format, high-powered lasers with some of the most advanced technologies on the market. Anything can become a canvas. The state-of-the-art system makes quick work of custom engraving on cups, glass, tile, wood, acrylic, metal, headstones with endless possibilities. They also offer custom one-of-a-kind signs that are sure to make your design stand out. Find them on Facebook at Han Custom Laser Engraving or call 573-489-8732 to find out more on custom laser engraving llc a veteran owned business top of the order coming up for salisbury who leads this thing two to nothing as we head to the top of the third inning and jensen Merritt jensen back out on the bump for the van fair defense Gave out two runs last time. Salisbury was up the bat. Don't want to do that this time, though. Absolutely not. But I, I do want to say the two runs that she gave up, one came in on a ground out. Yep. And the other came in on a bunt single that went all of about 25 feet. So, it, so it's not like it's barn burner hits. Yep. It's just very short stuff right now. Bunch put down up the third baseline. Jensen off the bump. Bare hands and throws just in time to get the speedy Weckenberg. That's an athletic play by the pitcher, Jensen. As if she doesn't bare hand that ball, that's probably a bunch single. So nicely done for out number one to retire Weckenberg. Was nicely done. I think Jensen said, I'm tired of these bunts. I'm just going to pick it up and throw it the first. So Tori Ricketts, the second baseman, walked and stole a base. Steps in, one out and nobody on in the top of the third. And fouls this one straight off into the crowd as you can hear the heads up all behind us because that was headed right our Almost way. Almost went into the barbecue grill. It did. So Ricketts now back into the box facing Jensen who's given up two runs. Has not struck out a batter yet. So the Salisbury approach at the plate has been a good one against the Van Far right-hander. Ricketts playing second. In this contest, catcher and cleanup hitter Julia Sloan waits on deck. Top three, 2 nothing Salisbury lead. Here comes the next pitch. That one a slow one that misses outside. So now one ball and one strike on Ricketts. It's inning just underway. Top of the third. Started with a bunt ground out. It's an early tie count. As a pitcher, you get the early 1-1 count. You still get a, several pitches you can work with. 
Ricketts back in. This one popped up on the infield. Shortstop and second baseman both converging. And it's going to go in and out of the glove of the second baseman, Heaton. So that will allow Ricketts to reach on the E4. It's tough there for Heaton. It looked like she just overread it and overcompensated. She looked like she only she only had one hand out for the catch instead of two hands. Couple Van Far defenders converged on it, and it was Jensen who put the glove up to try and excuse me, Heaton, not Jensen. It was Heaton, the second baseman, who put the glove up, but it popped out of that glove. So now a base runner with run out. That's Ricketts at first and Sloan in. This one skips in there, but staying put at first base will be Ricketts. Sloan batting from the left side of the plate does not sport either hand with batting gloves. We'll see if she can try and add to this Salisbury lead. Here comes the next pitch. This one line, but foul over towards the dugout. And Sloan looks like she's up in the batter's box a bit, too. Normally, a lot of batters like to sit back there as opposed to standing up towards it. But honestly, whatever works for you as a batter. Absolutely. Also, just from our view, it looks like not choking up a ton, but doesn't also look like she has the hands all the way down against the knob of the bat. So I think slightly choking up on that metal bat. One ball and one strike. Jensen gets set to deliver the next pitch and misses off speed. Runner's going to try and steal the slide, the tag, and out at second base is Ricketts. Now they and they overturn it to safe. safe. The out call was put up. The umpire did rule out and then overturn it to safe because I think the glove, the ball maybe have popped out of the glove of Caldwell. That's what it looks like. You don't see that often, that very often when they make one call and then quickly overturn it to the other. Yeah, you really don't. Um, it's the first time I've seen that in a while. 2-1 count runner, and now this one skips in there, but staying put will be the runner, Ricketts. It's now three balls and a strike, so you go from potentially two outs to nobody on, and now a runner at second with only one out because of the overturned out call. And now Sloan in a very hitters-friendly count. Here's the 3-1 pitch. She'll swing in line at foul. Count's now full. Surprised to see a swing there. Usually a 3-1, you don't really want to swing. But I guess she really liked the pitch. Well, she made, she made good contact on it. She was just out in front of it, and that's why it was lined in the first base foul territory. So three balls, two strikes, one out, and a runner on second in the top of the third inning with Salisbury already leading 2-0. Here's the pitch. This one grounded. Right side coming in is Heaton. She will underhand flip to first base in time for out number two. Moving up to third base on the play is Ricketts, but most importantly, now just one more out needed for Jensen. Good, uh, good bounce back play for Heaton there. She grounds it well, makes a calm, nice throw to first. And able to hold a runner, too, staying at third as opposed to going home. Addie Wales, who had the first hit for either side, a leadoff single in the second, steps in now with two outs. And another hit here would make this a 3-0 Salisbury lead. She will take a first pitch. Nice block back there by Wilburn behind the plate. So if that skips away, we're potentially looking at 3-0. Although they yeah. do have the extended backstop here. So not a ton of room to work with wild pitch-wise. Pointed out, not a ton of room to uh, work with wild pitches. Next pitch is going to miss outside. It's now 2-0. Yeah, I think for a runner to have to come home, we would probably have to kick off left or right. If it just goes yep. straight back, I mean, it's not going to go back far enough to where a runner can realistically It would be a really home. close play if it went back straight. 2-0. This one popped up. Center field going back is a center field of Lowry. Now she circles under it and makes the catch. Two-handed grab for out number three. So Jensen, their nice bounce back inning, is able to keep Salisbury Lowry. off the scoreboard. Lowry able to help out her pitcher there, track the outfield ball, and get an out. We will head to the bottom of the third inning. Van Farr looking to get on the scoreboard. They chose this one two to nothing. We'll be back in just a moment on the Shoremy Sports Network. The following public service announcement is brought to you by the Eddie Goodell Society. 
Jefferson City Chapter 10, doing little things to make a big difference. Want to make a big difference in your community? Be kind to others, drive safely, and put litter in its proper place. Join us in celebrating Eddie Goodell's historic Major League appearance as a member of the St. Louis Browns by doing something nice for someone today. Take a walk, Eddie! At Centurion Cares, for more than three decades, their focus has been on exceeding customer expectations for contact center software solutions. Their innovative communication solutions include utility interactive voice response software that allows for smart communication features that let your utility deliver superior customer service 24-7. They also provide other streamlined services like automatic call distribution, automated customer callback, reporting, and quality assurance. To find out more about how Centurion Cares can help your business, call them at 727-421. 5300 or look them up online at centurioncares.com centurion cares innovative communication solutions Jaden howard back out on the bump as the lefty pitching Dealer will be back out out there for Salisbury, looking to keep Van Farr off the scoreboard. Currently leading this one two to nothing, going to the bottom of the third inning. Winner advances to the left side of the bracket. This is a double elimination tournament. West Strand, excuse me, New Bloomfield and Hallsville already advanced earlier in the day, and then winner of this one will take on the winner of Southern Boone and Sturgeon. This game, or this tournament, going all day long. The Hallsville Invitational, 35th annual. Right now, championship game slated to start about 3.30. Won't want to miss that. We'll have coverage of that all day long here on the Show Me Sports Network. First pitch, a called strike to Abby Shell. And so far, seven batters faced. No hits allowed, just one walk by Howard through her first two innings. And now she's ahead, no balls and a strike. Here's her next delivery. Swung on and fouled off. Now quickly, 0-2. Big thing for Howard. She's been ahead in counts a lot so far today. Yep. Um, another thing to notice, though, that Van Farr hasn't been getting struck out a whole lot yeah there has been five strikeouts but they've made they've been making solid contact the ball just hasn't been dropping where they needed to so no balls and two strikes on shell and here's the delivery and that the rise ball will miss upstairs now quickly one and two van far sending their eight nine and then one hitters to the plate here in the bottom of the third inning we're just about 40 minutes or so into this one so we got about 25 more minutes left or actually 35 more minutes left for Van Farr to work back into this one if we don't finish the game before then. Called strike three, and that will end the at-bat as Shelton is retired via the backwards K, and strikeout number six for Howard. She has certainly got the stuff working today. She's got confidence in the circle right now. Command, drive, everything's working for her. She's not she's throwing heater, she's just making good, well pitches. So we'll go to the very last hitter in the lineup for Van Farr, Kayla Heaton. And here's the first pitch to her. She'll swing through it all in one. Carmen Wilburn waits on deck. She walked and scored a, or stole a base in her at-bat. Salisbury scored two runs in the second inning to jump out in front of this one. That's where we currently stand. One out in the third. Bunt shown and is going to be missed. So a strike there on Heaton. It's now 0-2 as she couldn't make contact on the bunts. And now she's in danger of being out number two, especially with the strikeout stuff that Howard has got going. Howard looking to get victim number seven right here. Here's the lefty delivery and call strike three. 
Another backwards K, second in a row in the third of the game. And it seems like Howard pretty untouchable at the moment. Good morning, good afternoon, and good night to Heaton for out number two. My goodness, Howard is just pitching lights out right now. So Carmen Wilburn will step in. Only base runner to reach so far for Van Farr. Here's the first pitch outside a ball, 1-0. and Ever since that walk, nine batters retired, or excuse me, eight batters retired, and seven of them via the K for Howard. Here's the 1-0 pitch. That one misses low and maybe even a little bit outside. So now 2-0 on Wilburn here in the bottom of the third inning. Back to the top of the lineup, leadoff hitter and catcher. Light wave of the bat over that back right shoulder as she awaits the 2-0 offering. And that one misses outside. So whatever reason, Carmen Wilburn is Jaden Howard's kryptonite in terms of throwing strikes. It's a 3-0 count. You're not going to swing at this next pitch as a batter whatsoever. Here comes the delivery to her, and that misses up. So it's a four-pitch walk to Wilburn. She's on base for the second time, a second straight walk for her, and she stays as the only Van Farr base runner to reach, and that will bring the tying run to the plate in Madeline Caldwell. Back on the bump now is Howard looking to get through this third inning. Still scoreless. Sloan puts down the side, and here's the delivery. That misses up, and now five straight balls here thrown by Howard. Just a slight loss of command. After that seventh strikeout, she's just, like you said, it has loss of command. This will take a moment before stepping back out on the bump, and now steps back and will swing that left arm. Swung on and missed as out in front of that one was Caldwell. So there's the strike that Howard needed, and now we're even one and one count. And one one count. Howard's going to have a few pitches to work with. We'll see which one she decides to go with. Runner at first base. That's Wilburn. She's been the only Van Farr hitter to reach both times on walk. Next pitch swung on a miss. And Caldwell is in. And now a 1-2 count. And Howard looking to once again strike out the side. It'll be the second time in two innings that she's done it. Good way for Howard to battle back after throwing five straight balls. Now she's got two strikes. One ball, two strikes, two outs. And a foul ball goes back to the backstop. And that'll keep the at-bat alive for Caldwell. Howard making her work a little bit. We'll see if she's just delaying the inevitable or if this will actually lead to the first base hit for Van Farr. Here comes the 1-2 pitch, and it's just fouled off straight back. So getting a little bit more down in terms of the timing is Caldwell. Mara Jensen, the pitcher, waits on deck. Van Farr still very much in this ball game. It's a 2-0 game, although I think this soon kind of feels like a 5-0 game, but just 2-0 one on and two outs in the bottom of the third. Here's the next pitch. This one flowed right side. Second baseman going after it. Ricketts is calling, and she makes the catch just in foul territory for out number three. So ball put in play, but another out recorded, and that's three shutout innings for Jaden Howard. To the fourth inning we go. This is still a 2-0 game. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back on the Show Me Sports Network. At the Boone County Journal, we're with you all the way. We know that you're more than just a subscriber. You're an employer. You're a parent. You're a neighbor. Most importantly, you're a community member. It's our goal to provide you with the latest news, sports, opinions, obituaries, classifieds, and more to keep you informed about your community. To find out more about the Boone County Journal or to subscribe, call 573-657-2334 or visit bocojo.com. The Boone County Journal, we're with you all the way. 
running out of some of your favorite Avon products and haven't seen an Avon brochure in quite some time? No need to worry. Avon Independent Sales Representative Michelle Carty can help with your skin so soft, makeup, jewelry, fragrance, and skin care needs. Avon now carries cleaning supplies, clothing, daily essentials, and several small LG electronic items. You now have the opportunity to shop online 24-7 and have your order shipped directly to your front door by shopping with Michelle at mcarty.avonrepresentative.com or find her on Facebook by searching Avon Carty. Back on the Show Me Sports Network, Salisbury and Van Farr taking part in this 9.30 matchup. Second couple of games taking place here on the day in Hallsville, Missouri. Where would you rather be want to be on a Saturday than in Hallsville, Missouri, here watching some softball? I, could, I couldn't think of any other place outside of maybe Missouri Softball Stadium in the spring when there's softball playing. Softball in general is just a great sport. It's growing at an exponential rate, and it's just a fun game to watch. Absolutely, and especially the way that these two teams have played pitching the baseball so far through three innings. Just two runs allowed, and both pitchers, Jensen for Van Farr and Howard for Salisbury, have put up some real impressive showings early in this one. First pitch of the inning is swung on, and either fouled off or swung on Rancher Gardas and went straight into the ground, and that's now going to make it 0-1 on Jaden Howard. She scored the second run of the game on the RBI bunt hit by Kate Cotman in the second inning. She now leads off the fourth and looks at a ball that skips in there now 1-1 one one on Howard. Nice, interesting pitcher-pitcher matchup. The second time we've seen it. So I always like seeing these pitcher-pitcher matchups. Well, so far, Howard has gotten the best of Jensen, walked and scored against her. On the other side, when... And I'll get to that in just a moment after the 1-1 pitch. Line to right, but that's foul. That one was hit right on the nose, but out in front of it was the pitcher, Howard. On the other side, when Howard's been pitching and Jensen's been at the plate, just one at bat so far, and that was a strikeout. So, so far, you can tally it up. Howard won, Jensen zero, and that at bat. But Jensen, a chance here to retire the first batter of this fourth inning ahead, one and two on Howard. Laura Jensen so far through three innings, given up just the two runs, has not struck out a better yet, and will have to wait another pitch as this one bounces in. There were even at two balls and two strikes. Very interesting, the strikeout differential in these two offense. For uh, Salisbury at the plate, they have not been struck out once. Meanwhile, Van Farr has struck out seven times. But overall, a, a very good matchup so far between these two teams through the first three innings. 2-2 two, two pitch, and it's fouled straight back, so we'll do it again. One thing to note about Van Park, they've been getting solid contact. It's just the ball's not been dropping where they need it to do. It, it's just fielders are there, and it's been outs. So after the foul, 2-2 two, two once again. Here's the right-hander's delivery, and it's grounded right side, and that's going to get through into right center field for a base hit. Making the turn and heading to second is going to be Howard. Here comes a throw, the head first dive, and in there safely with a double is Howard as she grounded that one through and then hustled all the way up to second base for the extra base hit. And I think she's going to have to make a trip to the washing machine with that jersey after this one. She got dirty to get in there for Not the double. Very often you see a head first dive into second. I can tell you before, when I used to play baseball, I didn't know how to do feet first, so I just do head first, and you got to wonder if it's just because she doesn't know how to do feet first. Well, once it grounded past the second baseman, he and that thing rolled all the way into the right center field gap, 
and plenty of time for Howard to get into second base. Now a runner in scoring position with Case and Carter coming up. Here's the first pitch to her. She lines this one out to right center field. Both going after that. And the center field of Lowry makes the catch. Runner's going to tag. Here's the throw to third. And it's going to be in there. The throw gets away. And now coming in to score will be the runner. It's now 3-0 as crossing the plate on the tag up. And then the errant throw as that'll be for Salisbury. Addison Schultz, she makes this thing 3 to nothing as the run comes in to score on the Carter fly ball. Good heads up awareness by the sophomore. She's not going to have a lot of playing time, but she got in as a pinch runner and she noticed the throw was over and got the home plate. Yeah, didn't have time to mention it as we were talking about the double by Howard, but Howard was ran for by Schultz, and her speed comes back to help right there. Salisbury as they push across their third run of the game. No RBI for Carter as Schultz scored on the throwing error, but productive out that moved her up to third, and it's now 3 to nothing, one out into the fourth, and an 0-1 count on Taylor Nolk, who had an RBI ground out her first time up. Bases are clear right now. No runners on. Here comes the next pitch. It's fouled off and now very quickly 0-2 on Nolk. Jensen looking to get through this fourth inning before any more damage is done. After starting this inning a good way, Salisbury's in danger of getting another out on them. Only still one out, though. Nolk at the plate. 0-2 with Cotman on deck. And that one will miss to keep the at-bat alive. 1-2. and two. Jensen is still working pretty quickly. She's still working through, working for that first strikeout of her, I guess, morning still at this point. We're at 10 o'clock something. Swung on a miss, and she's going to get that first strikeout as she retires Nolk via the K, and it's the one swinging for out number two here in the inning. Confidence booster as a pitcher. You finally get that first strikeout. Now you can settle in a little bit and say, like, hey, I can get these batters now. Cotman, the number nine hitter, steps in her second time up. Had an RBI bunt single last time she tripped to the plate. Came to the plate, and this first pitch sails over everybody. It's 1-0 on Cotman. Takes a look down to the third base coach for the sign before stepping back into the box. Nobody on with two outs, but a run already in in the inning. Next pitch to her. She'll take a ball outside, 2-0 on the center fielder. Pretty much straight up defense. First baseman Woodall looks to be playing a little bit more in. I think expecting the bunch that was placed last time, but no bunch shown as this one misses outside. It's 3-0. Common may not even have to use the speed as she has not seen a, really a close pitch in this at-bat. Again, 3-0 count. You're not going to see a swing here. As a batter, you never swing at a 3-0 count. Cotman steps out of the box. I mean, maybe if you're one of the absolute pros that knows where to hammer your pitch, but Common's not going to swing here, and she'll get awarded a free pass on the base on balls. Four-pitch walk, second base runner to reach this inning, and we'll go back to the top of the order in King with now good speed on at first base. I'd say it's a pretty safe bet to say that we'll probably see Kaufman off and running at some point in this at-bat. So King steps in. She's 0 for 2 with a ground out and a line out. Something Wilbur has to watch for. Here's the next pitch. That one misses outside. You can tell Wilbur after she took that pitch in at catcher. She looked over at first base to see what Cotman was doing. Back into the box now is King. Shortstop and leadoff hitter. Here's the next pitch. And that one will miss outside. Runner once again not going. But it's now quickly a 2-0 count as six straight balls have been thrown to Cotman and King. It's a little rough because she finally got her first strikeout, but like you said, throwing six consecutive balls. Two balls and no strikes. Next pitch also outside, and that's ball number seven in a row. 
and she's got to find the strike zone here as she's in danger of putting a runner in scoring position if Jensen gives out the free pass to King would put two on with two outs. She's got to focus one pitch at a time. 2-0 pitch or 3-0 pitch misses outside and that'll be ball four. That one looked to be a pretty decent a decent offering right there out of the right arm but it did. King took it. I'm surprised it was not called. Maybe it was a little outside. It, again at our angle it's a little hard to tell. I'm surprised that they haven't gone out to at least have a quick chat with Jensen because after, after eight straight balls just needs to, to yeah, she has the stuff, just needs to settle down. First pitch, ground ball to Woodall, and Jensen got exactly what she needed. One pitch and out number three. Nicely done to rebound after the back-to-back -back walks, and that ends the inning. Salisbury adds another run on the fly ball and throwing error. Howard's pinch runner, Schultz, comes in to score, and we will head to the bottom of the fourth with Salisbury leading 3 to nothing. We'll be right back on the Show Me Sports Network. Hello, Blake Gasaway here with the Show Me Sports Network. I've had the opportunity to have some amazing calls, including overtime touchdowns, walk-off home runs, and buzzer-beating baskets. But I've answered another call. That's to serve my community as a volunteer firefighter. Stop and think what would happen if your home or property caught fire and no one was there to put it out. Every day, volunteer firefighters not only save lives and property, but also respond to other emergencies. Nearly two-thirds of our nation's fire departments are manned by volunteer firefighters. And because of this, we simply need need more volunteers to step up and answer the call. Stop by or contact your local fire department and see how you can become a volunteer firefighter today. I answered the call to serve my community. Will you? In today's world, injury prevention is at the top of everyone's list. However, heat-related occurrences get routinely overlooked. Zealous WBGT puts that front and center. By using cutting-edge formulas and technology, Zealous WBGT streamlines and simplifies obtaining and documenting wet bulb globe temperature readings. With a simple touch of a button, you can check WBGT anywhere in the world, receiving alerts when the WBGT goes over the threshold you select. Join the stress-free way to protect student-athletes, employees, and overall operations from extreme heat by downloading the free Zealous WBGT app today. Save time, save money, save lives with Zealous WBGT. Mara Jensen in to lead off the bottom of the fourth inning after just completing her fourth inning of work on the mound and she will get things going with a swing and a miss against Howard to start the bottom of the fourth. Three, four, five, Jensen, Lowry, and Gay do up for Van Farr. They have really got to get things going showing three to nothing and Jaden Howard has been in business for Salisbury on the mound. Here comes the 0-1 delivery to Jensen. It is swung on and missed again in and out of the glove of the catcher Sloan, but it doesn't matter. It's now 0-2. Van Farr's going to show a little bit of urgency here. We're about an hour into this game. Remember, each game has an hour and 15-minute time limit, except for the championship game. No balls and two strikes. Right-handed batter struck out her first time up, and she will take one right here to make it 1-2. Next three batters in the order, Jensen, Lowry, and Gay, were all retired via strikeout. His first time through the order, seven strikeouts for Jaden Howard. One ball, two strikes, nobody on and no out. Here's the pitch, and it bends out of zone. So Jensen has worked things even here. Two balls and two strikes as she looks to get on and potentially give Van Farr their first hit. They've had two walks, but that's it. Both walks came by Wilburn at the top of the order. So two balls and two strikes. Here's the pitch and going up to get it and coming up empty is Jensen. She swings through it. That's out number one in the fourth second time she's been struck out. It's a tough swing because it's a high pitch. 
Probably shouldn't have swung on it, but it is just tough as a batter because you want that right there. Especially with the rise ball. I'm sure that thing out of the hand looked like it was going to be uh, about chest level, but then ended up at about her eyes. So now first batter retired, Lowry in, and she will take a first pitch ball to get jump out ahead in the count. Lowry made a nice play in center field earlier to get a pop fly out. Here comes the... One ball, no strike delivery to Lowry. He bats nobody on, one out in the fourth, and that pitch also misses up. So now 2-0, and oh, Lowry a chance to reach here. Just a 3-0 deficit for Van Farr. Just need a couple base runners, and then if you can put a charge into one, you're right back in this game. But it's going to take some work against a good pitcher in Howard who has eight strikeouts. This one in the air, shallow right field. Coming in on it is going to be the right fielder Wells and she makes the catch for out number two decent contact there by Lowry but she is retired for the second out of the fourth been the story of the game for Van Farr decent contact but again just a, another bad spot where the ball doesn't drop so quickly retiring two batters here in this inning is Howard and now she'll face Delana Gay who struck out looking her first time up. Really wide stance for the right fielder, and she will swing, hit this one on the infield. Second baseman Ricketts calls it and makes the catch with two hands. One pitch needed for out number three as Howard goes three up, three down. She's pitched four hitless innings with eight strikeouts to get us to the fifth inning with Salisbury leading this one three to nothing. So coming back up to the plates will be Salisbury. We'll be back in just a moment to bring you that on the Show Me Sports Network. Creating custom, handcrafted woodworking projects has never been easier. Become a member of Sawdust Studios and enjoy 24-7 access to a woodworker's paradise. Outfit with industry-leading professional-grade tools, Sawdust Studios offers endless woodworking possibilities. Don't have woodworking experience? No problem, as Sawdust Studios offers affordable classes from a community of woodworkers, experienced designers, and master craftsmen. Youth classes are also offered for those junior woodworkers. For more information, search Sawdust Studios on Facebook or find them online at Sawdust Sawdust247.com. Sawdust Studios, your community woodshop. Looks like we're going to have a new pitcher on the mound for Van Farr. As looks like Mara Jensen's day is done. She goes four innings, gives up three runs, strikes out just one batter, and we'll get you that new pitcher for Van Farr in looks just like a moment. Solana Gay is on in the circle. That would, that would make sense. So Gay moves into the bump. We'll see what she's got in store trying to keep this game at just a 3 nothing deficit. But a, a pretty good approach at the plate so far today for Salisbury, especially yep. in just not striking out really whatsoever outside of the one. Yep. Um, it's, it's a tough day for um, Van Farr so far. Like I said, they haven't had a whole lot of offense, but it's not because they haven't been getting struck out left and right. Yes, there has been eight strikeouts, but they've been making solid contact, just falling in bad spots. That's just been the story of the game for Van Farr. And now you got to use another pitcher, which in tournament days like these is a little rough because you would like to see your starting pitcher go all the way at least the first game. So Delana Gay is going to have her work cut out for her at least to start as she'll have to face three, four, five in the order here in the fifth. And we'll see what she can put together stepping into that circle for the first time. She'll face Ricketts, who's reached twice, and she's going to ground this one to short. Throw to first is in time. Nicely done from Caldwell to Woodall. And that's one pitch and one out for Gay just into the ball game as Ricketts is retired. That was a good opening play there. Nice opening pitch. 
He has to get hit, but Caldwell able to grab it up and throw it the first. So Julia Slow in the cleanup hitter and catcher. She's over two and will now jump into the box with that front right foot basically standing on the front line of the batter's box. She'll face the right-handed pitch and Gay and take a first pitch strike. Through just the warm-up pitches and the two she's thrown, it looks like uh, Agay has a pretty decent fastball. That thing has some movement looks and like some weight life to it. Looks like she's bringing some heat to it. 0-1 pitch on the way. This one grounded right side. First baseman Woodall will take it to the bag herself, and that's another ground out, and Gay needs just three pitches to retire the first two she faces here in the fifth. Two up, two down. Gay has really come in and said, don't worry, coach. I got your back. Let's just get a 1-2-3 ending, hopefully. Exactly what they needed, too, is there's only about 20 minutes left in this game to get her offense back to the plate. Next pitch now fouled off to the backstop on Addie Wales, who's got a single, a run scored, and a flyout. So it's 0-1. See if she can go 3-up, three 3-down three in her first inning on the mound of this ball game. Wales right-handed hitting right fielder, hitting fifth today. And the Salisbury batter will take that one that apparently just misses to make it 1-1. One one. Look to be... Pretty good pitch, but was off the inside part of the plate. So now we're even a ball and a strike on Wales. Jaden Howard, the pitcher, waits on deck. Here comes the delivery, and that one misses as well. Two and one, two very close pitches that Wales has taken, both called balls. Two very different pitches, though. One was a fastball, one was a change of pace one. Two balls, one strike. Next pitch, grounded right side. Second baseman Heaton's got it. Her throw to first is a perfect one. And three up, three down on three straight ground outs for the new pitcher, Gay. And she does exactly what Van Farr needed, retiring Salisbury in order. Now we'll see if the Van Farr offense can show up. They've got work to do, trailing three to nothing as we head to the bottom of the fifth inning on the Show Me Sports Network. Hi, I'm retired Army Sergeant Trent Dirks, and I want to tell you about an organization that saved and changed my life forever. Retrieving Freedom provides highly trained service dogs to veterans with disabilities and children with autism absolutely free of charge, thanks to the generous donations and support from people just like you. Experts from Retrieving Freedom help throughout the entire process from fostering programs through service dog placement. Retrieving Freedom gave me the skilled service dog, Tracer, who has been my best friend in my lifeline. To find out more about how you can get involved, volunteer, foster, or to donate, visit their website, RetrievingFreedom.org. Retrieving Freedom, changing lives through the training and placement of service dogs for veterans with disabilities and children with autism. Last Sentinel Firearms is your federally licensed and registered Type 7 FFL manufacturer dealer in Missouri, providing quality products to all types of sports enthusiasts, law enforcement, and individuals across the nation. Orders are currently being fulfilled offering custom-built pistols and rifles from the AR platform made right here in Missouri. Visit their website at lastsentinelfirearms.com or call them at 417-684-7202 to find out what they've got for you. Last Sentinel Firearms, you are your your last line of defense. Work to do for Van Farr as they come to the plate in the bottom of the fifth inning facing the Salisbury pitching. And it has been some very good pitching so far against Mara Jensen. And we'll see, excuse me, not Mara Jensen. It's actually Jaden Howard. I misread that. And Howard has been very, very efficient and has kept this offense in check. And the first pitch, a called strike, 0-1-1. 
bottom of the fifth inning in the first round for these two teams, Van Farr and Salisbury, in this Hallsville Invitational. Here comes the 0-1 delivery. That one in there, a call strike. So very quickly, 0-2 against Howard, who has worked into the fifth inning. She's facing Renee Woodall to lead off the fifth and has jumped ahead 0-2. It'll be Woodall and Hoffman and Shelton do up. No balls, two strikes. Here's the lefty's pitch, and that rise ball missed out of the zone, 1-2. and two. Jane Howard, as you mentioned, has been great in a circle. She has eight strikeouts today. She just keeps working. Here comes the one ball, two strike delivery. Defense playing pretty much straight up. Here's the pitch, and this one lined right side, but nice catch with the underhand by the second baseman, Ricketts, as she catches that one on the fly, and that's out number one on the pop out to the second baseman. Woodall's retired for the second straight time. Gets another, gets just another bad string of bad luck of for Van Farr with another ball that just doesn't drop. Richard uh, with another great play. Well, they've yet to have a ball that dropped because they don't have a hit so far. Only two base runners came on Carmen Wilburn walks. Everyone else been retired and eight of them via strikeout. And they've got work to do, trailing three to nothing, one out into the fifth. Bunt shown, it's put down third baseman. Wickenberg comes in, and a perfect throw, and plenty of time as Ricketts cover the bag, and nicely executed defense there from Wickenberg to Ricketts for out number two. Wickenberg with solid fundamental, what is literally first thing you do when you start practice is you practice bunt attempts, you practice taking those ground balls and coming up and getting them and throwing them. And even to the second baseman Ricketts covering the first base bag as the first baseman Carter crashed. First pitch swung on a miss by Abby Schell and she's behind 0-1-1. Struck out looking her first time up. You know, both teams are well coached. Howard's got a strikeout every inning so far except in this one. First she retired on a ground out and a line out, but she's ahead 0-2 now on Shelton. We'll see if she can put her away with one more pitch in the zone. Looking to complete her fifth inning of work against the home Van Farr team. No balls, two strikes, nobody on, and two outs. The wind, the kick, the pitch is swung on, grounded left side. Weckenberg on a hopper, he's got it. And the throw to first is in time, nicely dug out by Carter on the other end. And that's back-to-back round outs to the third baseman to get outs two and three of the inning and send us to the six. Don't go anywhere, we've got a close one as this one heads towards the finish. 3 nothing. Salisbury leads on the Show Me Sports Network. Since 2018, Han Custom Laser Engraving LLC has been specializing in all things custom, using large format, high-powered lasers with some of the most advanced technologies on the market. Anything can become a canvas. The state-of-the-art system makes quick work of custom engraving on cups, glass, tile, wood, acrylic, metal, headstones with endless possibilities. They also offer custom one-of-a-kind signs that are sure to make your design stand out. Find them on Facebook at Han Custom Laser Engraving or call 573-489-8732 to find out more on custom laser engraving llc a veteran owned business the following public service announcement is brought to you by the eddie goodell society jefferson city chapter 10 doing little things to make a big difference want to make a big difference in your community be kind to others drive safely and put litter in its proper place join us in celebrating eddie goodell's historic major league appearance as a member of the st louis browns by doing something nice for someone today. Take a walk, Eddie! Delana Gay is back out in the circle, working 
for a second time after she came in last inning and retired all three via ground outs. We'll see if she can do the same here and what would be a second inning of work facing the bottom part of this Salisbury lineup, 6-7-8. She's going to have to deal with Howard, Carter, and Nolk. We're going to keep this game right at 3 to nothing. They told us they wouldn't start another inning after an hour and 15 minutes, and we're right about an hour five. So we're pushing up against the clock for a yep. Van Far team that's got to score at least three runs, and they're not even at the plate. They're in the field. So we'll see how that plays out. Eight. First pitch from Gaze upstairs, swing and miss 0-1. Yep, uh, Gaze going to have to really work here, work some fast pitches, and try to get this inning done really quick. I'd be very interested to see strategy-wise if they are aware of that time Well, it limit, looks like it. She's been throwing back-to-back -back quick pitches. Next pitch, a foul ball. Switch now 0-2 on Howard. Yeah, Gay so far, this is now her fourth batter face. She's thrown just two balls and has retired everyone so far. You can see the urgency. She's getting ready. No, no balls, two strikes. Next pitch, swung on, line to shallow left field. But the left fielder, Hang Hoffman, will hang up and get it. That's a fly out for out number one. Four up, four down for Gay in relief. So nicely done by the left fielder, Ang Hoffman, to come in. Looked like that ball had a little bit of knuckle action to it, but she was able to camp under it and get out number one in the inning. And now Case and Carter will step in and look to keep this inning, get a base runner on for Salisbury. Here's the first pitch to her foul straight back. Oh, and one. Yeah, you are completely right how quickly Gay is working. And I don't know if that's obviously the first time we have seen this Van Far team, if that's a normality for her or it's because of the uh, the time restrictions on this game we'll have to see how they decide to, to call this one a one pitch is going to loop just upstairs one and one you can tell she has some urgency so the coaches definitely communicated to the players that hey we got an hour and 15 minutes we're down we got to pick up the pace a little bit top of the sixth inning one one pitch swung on and foul tipped into the glove of Wilburn so now one ball and two strikes Gay looking for a first strikeout in relief of Jensen who went the first four innings struck out a batter gave up three runs and here comes the one two delivery pitches swung on popped up third baseman barely has to move as I don't think Shelton had to move a foot catching nope. that pop up for out number two it was right to her she just made a nice play so Taylor Noak will be the next batter to step in, still looking for someone to reach against this relief pitcher, Gay. With Gay and Jetson, seven straight have been retired by Salisbury, excuse me, Van Far pitching against Salisbury hitters. This one misses upstairs, 1-0 to Nolk, who's got an RBI ground out and a strikeout swinging. Again, to mention, Salisbury's gotten the bats going where they've gotten three runs, but it hasn't been barn burners to deep outfield. Next pitch is fouled out of play over all of us. So that makes it one ball, one strike count, even on Nolk. Right in the backyard of somebody's house. I didn't even realize where, yeah, you're we're, we're yep. play, essentially playing in someone's backyard. Yeah, we are definitely playing in somebody's backyard. One ball, one strike pitch. That one snaps in there, a call strike one and two as Gay continues to attack the strike zone against these Salisbury hitters and is now one strike away from concluding a second straight three up, three down inning out of the bullpen. She's back in the circle, one, two pitch. This one lined right side. It is going to be fielded on a backhand, but not in time as beating it up the line was Nolk. That'll go down as an infield single as Heaton did about all she could, but just not enough time to get the hustling Nolk. That's a base hit. Heaton, though, with a nice hustle to chase down that ball. She did her job at second base. Unfortunately, just didn't get an out. So that'll bring up Kate Cotman, who's been on base both times with an infield single and a walk. First pitch coming to her. Bunch Shona goes way high, so that'll allow moving up to second base. 
That'll get to be Noel because that one goes to the backstop. So she's now in scoring position with two outs and a 1-0 count to Cotman. Interesting note about Cotman's stance. It's kind of slanted a little bit. It's kind of like she's in a sprinter's position. Oh, and that is game. A timer goes off, and, yeah, I mean, they're, like they're going to keep playing, though. Paint, might finish out the inning. Interesting to see what happens. Here comes the 1-0 pitch. Misses high again, but Common tried to stab at it and bunt it, so that's going to go as a strike when it should have been two balls and no strikes. Yep. There is a runner on second base. Salisbury, the team leading this game, is at the plate in the top of the sixth inning, up 3 to nothing. Two outs. And Cotman back in the box. This one grounded left side. And that's going to get into left field for a base hit. They are going to wave around the runner. The throw to the plate Rest is on base time. Running. The tag. And out at the plate right. is Nope. As Eng Hoffman throws a dime to Wilburn behind the plate. And that will end the inning. That's one heck of a defensive play to keep this thing at 3 to nothing. It was a great defensive play. Heck, I was really surprised that they were sending her because it would have been really aggressive base running. That's about as good as you can do from Eng Hoffman to Wilburn. And that will send us to the bottom of the six. Presumably the last chance coming up for Van Farr. They chill this one three to nothing. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back on the Show Me Sports Network. At Centurion Cares, for more than three decades, their focus has been on exceeding customer expectations for contact center software solutions. Their innovative communication solutions include utility interactive voice response software that allows for smart communication features that let your utility deliver superior customer service 24-7. They also provide other streamlined services like automatic call distribution, automated customer callback, reporting, and quality assurance. To find out more about how Centurion Cares can help your business, call them at 727-421. 5300 or look them up online at centurioncares.com centurion cares innovative communication solutions at the boone county journal we're with you all the way we know that you're more than just a subscriber you're an employer you're a parent you're a neighbor most importantly you're a community member it's our goal to provide you with the latest news sports opinions obituaries classifieds and more to keep you informed about your community to find out more about the boone county journal or to subscribe call 573-657-2334 or visit bocojo.com the boone county journal we're with you all the way Last chance coming to the plate for Van Farr. They trail 3-0 in the bottom of the sixth, and they've got work to do against Jaden Howard, who's gone five innings, struck out eight, and is not allowed to run. Just two walks on her line so far. She has put up one heck of a pitching performance and will face Kayla Heaton to start off the bottom of the sixth. Here's the first pitch. Swung on a miss, 0-1, as Howard's got a strikeout in every inning except one. She has been dealing against this Van Far offense. It'll be 9-1-2, Heaton, Wilburn, and Caldwell as Salisbury looks to finish this thing off. Here's the next pitch that swung on and missed again, and very quickly 0-2 on Heaton, who struck out looking her first time up. This is very much the last chance for Van Far. The timer did go off, but because we were in the middle of the inning, the game did not end. After this ending, the game will end. No balls and two strikes. Here's the pitch, and that misses outside. It's now 1-2 on Heaton. Heaton's going to have to protect the plate to avoid this first out. He's got to make the pitcher work a little bit. Here comes the one ball, two strike pitch. That misses upstairs now. Even two and two on Heaton, who's looking to start a rally for this Van Far offense. They've been kept at bay 
pretty much all game long. It is double elimination. It's not the end of things if Van Farr can't come back here in the bottom of the six. Here comes a two-ball, two-strike pitch. It's swung on a miss for strike three. That's another K, the ninth of the game for Howard, and out number one here in the six. Howard's been dealing all day, and she does it again with nine strikeouts. And Van Farr got only two outs left right now. So the first out of the inning and back to the top we go. The only base runner so far this game for Van Farr has been Carmen Wilburn, who's walked both times, but she looks at a called strike here, 0 and 1. Although the lead is not insurmountable for Van Farr. They're only down three. It's only three nothing. Here comes the 0-1 pitch. This one swung on and missed again in and out of the glove of the catcher Sloan. But it's now 0-2 on Wilburn as the chances are dwindling for this Van Far offense. Yeah, it's only 3-0. It's just the way that Howard is pitched. It just feels like a bigger deficit. But you it only does. need to string a couple hits together and you're right back in it. No balls, two strikes, nobody on, and one out in the six. Here's the pitch. It's swung on and missed in and out of the glove of Salone. She's up with it, though, to first. Is in time. That's another K, and that's into double digits for Salone, her tenth of the game, and she's one out away from completing six hitless innings. Yep, it looks uh, like... It looks like that's not a strikeout. I don't know why. Oh, uh, yeah, foul. Oh, they called foul ball. Interesting. So it's still no balls and two strikes on Wilburn. Well, they threw down to first base. That was what caused me off guard. And now that comes in and hits Wilburn, so she's now going to get gifted first base. That could be the turning point that Van Farr needed. That could be. Went from what looked like it was going to be a swing and a miss and a strikeout with Wilburn out after the throw down to first. They change it to a foul ball, and then she comes back and gets hit by a pitch. And now the tying run moves into the on-deck circle for Van Farr. Caldwell, if she can knock one home, it'll be, it'll be anybody's ball game. First pitch to her. This one swung on and fouled back 0-1. Yeah, Caldwell hits a home run or gets a runner on get, gets on base. You got a tying batter coming up. This inning started with a strikeout of Heaton before Wilburn was just hit by a pitch. She's now been on all three times. Next pitch, Bunch shown. It's put down. It's a good one. Hustling up the first baseline. The throw is just in time to get Caldwell. It's nicely done to the covering Ricketts at first base. And yeah. a big play for out number two right there as Caldwell almost beat it out. I don't know about that. It looked like Ricketts took up her foot that was on the bag. It, yeah, it was really close. It was a, that foot came up off the bag before the tag. It very easily could have had first and second base with only one out, tying run coming to the plate, but Caldwell is called out. And it took a pretty much perfect defensive play by Salisbury to, to get that out recorded. So now we'll see what Mara Jensen can do. Stepping in, number three hitter. This one is low, misses a ball, 1-0. Jensen 0 for 2. As Howard will complete her sixth inning of work. She's got nine Ks so far. And has to work with her runner on second base. That's Wilburn. That's the only race runner she's had to deal with all day long. As Wilburn's had a good day at the plates. Next pitch swung on it. In the air on the infield. Shortstop King going over towards it. Angles at the second base bag and makes the catch for out number three to end the sixth inning. And that looks like that is going to end it as Howard completes her sixth shutout inning of work. And that is your final score, 3 to nothing in favor of Salisbury. They take this one to advance the winner's side of the tournament. And that is a happy celebration for them as they'll go out and shake hands with Van Farr. And with us having so many tournament games to get to, that's just basically going to wrap it up for us. But don't go anywhere. We'll be right back in just a few moments. 
Salisbury takes this one three to nothing over Van Farr for campaign. I'm Ben Schmidt. Thanks so much for spending your Saturday morning with us on the Show Me Sports Network. Take care, everyone. Enjoy the rest of your weekend, and we will see you next time. You've been listening to the biggest and absolute best coverage in mid-Missouri on the exclusive home for area high school softball, the Show Me Sports Network. The Show Me Sports Network broadcast crew are the ones that know your team the best. Exclusive coverage of area high school softball has been brought to you by Avon with Michelle Carty, Boone County Journal, Centurion Cares, Eddie Goodell Society, Han Custom Laser Engraving, LLC, Last Sentinel Firearms, Retrieving Freedom, Sawdust Studios, and Zealous WBGT. We hope you've enjoyed the broadcast. Join us anytime on the web at ShowMeSportsNetwork.com or find us on Facebook by searching the Show Me Sports Network. The Show Me Sports Network, your exclusive home for area high school softball. Serving fans throughout the Midwest and even more around the world, this is the Show Me Sports Network. The preceding was an exclusive broadcast property presentation of the Show Me Sports Network and was a high-fidelity all-digital broadcast. This broadcast is copyrighted by the Show Me Sports Network for the private use of our audience. Any other use of this broadcast without the Show Me Sports Network's written consent is prohibited.